everybody. Welcome back to the Fred Minnick Show. I've got the gang all here again. Eric Caracal, who is the owner of the Woodford Hotel, which, by the way, is now the official hotel of the Fred Minnick Show. You get a couple drinks in Eric, and he's like a dadgum comedian. And, of course, you got the master distiller here, Dan McKee. He's becoming really iconic and famous in these whiskey-making circles. They just keep dropping hit after hit after hit. And, of course, my buddy, Jamar Mack, the founder of Kentucky's original black bourbon enthusiast. Now, not too long ago, Jamar announced that Kobe is transitioning from a membership organization to a group that's just going to be focusing on charity causes and community impact. Bad Religion is my guest. I interviewed them at Louder Than Life last year. This is one of the most important, iconic bands of the punk movement, the alternative movement. If not for Bad Religion, you wouldn't know about a lot of bands to include ones like Green Day. So when you talk about Bad Religion, they help spark a movement and they are my guests. I am so excited to have them today. But of course, we always start these off now in the new iteration of the Fred Minnick Show with a cocktail. We're gonna take it now to my boy Dallas White behind the bar, who's gonna make us something with a little bit of fizz. Falls of the Ohio Fizz. Probably one of the more unique cocktails that you will find in Louisville. It's an ounce and a half Michter's US1 rye, three quarters ounce fresh lemon juice. Don't get that store-bought stuff, use the fresh lemon juice. Half ounce simple syrup, half ounce orange curacao, and three quarters ounce egg white. Now, the egg white is something of controversy in the cocktail community. I like a real egg white, I don't like that fake stuff. So, if you don't like an egg white, you can find some store-bought stuff too. Shake with two cubes that are at least one inch by one inch. Now, you don't gotta get your measuring tape out, but you know, it helps. Until they are almost entirely melted. Double strain into a short Collins glass with an ounce and a half of soda, then express an orange peel on top of the foam. Look at that frothy egg white there, huh? Oh, nice. That thing ain't moving. What are you doing, Eric? I was going to cheers. Oh, no, cheers. cheers. <laughs> I just see this drink I coming. Guys... I just see it coming yeah, across. I do have a long arm. That's what well, she cheers. said. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Wow. Question for you. Do you go to zoos? Not as much as I like to. You like zoos? I like zoos. I don't know if I like the idea of zoos. It is sad when you see like a beautiful animal trapped. Yeah. But you guys, how do you feel about zoos? Yeah, my favorite zoo is the St. Louis Zoo. Um, the Louisville Zoo's great. Um, love taking the kids there. Uh, been to many zoos in my life. Um, we spend a lot of time, as you know, in Disney World and uh, Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom uh, we stayed at the Animal That's Kingdom. almost not even a that's not a zoo at all, man. They like the, they get actual roaming and everything. And yeah, they have over I think over 150 acres where they allow animals to roam and just kind of live their life out. But the uh, lions can't eat the giraffes, like they're still, they're separated. Yeah. So speaking of eating, you know, <laughs> when, when I, my family and I, when we go to the zoo, we'll, we'll go and we'll see like a yak and we just start thinking about a barbecue pit and eating, <laughs> eating the yak or something like that. Is that wrong? Like random African game meat? Well, it, it, it could be any country. It could be a lot of kangaroo, for example, like 
I mean, I've had a lot of kangaroo that's very tasty. You see a random animal and the first thing you think is, what can I, what does the meat taste like? <laughs> no, I'm just curious. I mean, you know. I wouldn't say, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's A non-predator, a non-predator. Did you hunt that? growing up? Did you hunt? <laughs> Take, I'm taking this as a no. You didn't no. hunt. It was, it was fishing. Yeah, fish, I, I did fish. But yeah, did I, you clean I, fish? No, I, I'm, I will be very, I grew up in the most like urban. Okay. I, uh, I've, I've never been camping as an adult. Uh, oh, we have to change that. Oh, yeah. No, we don't. Oh, yeah. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Next, Tomorrow, next let's segment, go let's go no. camping. Seriously. Uh, directly into the camera, no, we won't be doing that. Uh, but, but I appreciate the bees, it. The bees, that's why. Just oh yeah! Double up on the epi. I don't like like, like <laughs> yeah, y'all no. y'all, y'all trying to be funny with it. No, I'm not. Hey, oh. yes. <laughs> no, I, I was being for real. Like that's why we're not going. Oh, because yeah, camping is a great experience. I forgot about yeah, that. I you know, Bad Religion is this band that was the. They were, the heart of that, of that like just like ah, you know they were they were punk, they weren't heavy. Uh, but they were like kind of they, they were punk they were so important for music they they opened the door for so many punk bands so many alternative bands anyone that kind of would like question authority but not do so in a way that was like overbounds which a lot of bands would do and their lead singer Greg he is a professor the band is just kind of like a, a side hustle and they're so important for music so we're excited for you all to see this and to kind of rap about it a little bit afterward. So, yeah. hopefully you open up and tell us a real childhood story. Yeah. <laughs> afterward. I think you're insinuating I'm hiding things. Oh, you, fuck yeah, you're hiding something. <laughs> yeah. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. All right, so enjoy, enjoy this uh, episode with uh, Bad Religion. We'll be right here, right afterward, hopefully with a little something extra in here. Cheers. 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 We have a backstage bar here, um, and um, and that's and that's this is, this is beyond a bar. This is this is my this just is a sliver of a, a sliver little bit of, of your my personal stash. Isn't it's it? a sliver I of my per- stuff. Your, yeah, from your house. Yeah, that's right. And <laughs> some are almost empty. This is the yeah. Some some are almost empty because uh, those are the good ones. Look for the empty ones. The, that's the, the, ones the, the bands uh, have uh, gravitated towards some. Uh, we have some empty ones in the front. That's a that's a Willet bottle, uh, the pot still. It, we have more people coming in. No. I oh, think okay. This is it. All right. Everybody else. Everybody I enjoy else is. Food and booze bottles and labels. I, okay. I enjoy the crowd. Most right. people are just afraid of this. This is a frightening prospect. Yeah, I understand. So if they're uncomfortable, if anyone's uncomfortable, we we don't no, have I, to I, talk about. I it. see. Uh. I don't have an off switch. All right. So I had to remove the switch. Okay. <laughs> Well, I got. However, <laughs> I'm just getting started in my drinking, so <laughs> I'll help him along for sure. So, I, I, and this confuses me so much that I could use an expert okay. to really guide me onto what is useful yeah. knowledge. All right. Whenever you are confronted with this kind of variety. Well, I definitely I have books I can give you. I'm always there for you. Thank what, you. If you if okay. you want to learn about tasting, we yep. don't drink, we taste. We taste and uh, I'm like a taster. Okay, tasty fellow. All right, you do, you look very, you look tastingly handsome. So, <laughs> so you know, it's just so great to have you all on. I mean, honestly, I'm I'm um, 
I'm in awe of what you all have done in the last 40 years, what you've meant to music, what you continue to mean to music. We were and just talking about that. It's just amazing. Like, what's it been like the last couple decades? Uh, well, I mean, the, the fact that we are still able to come to places like this, you know, it's, it might come as a shock. But we've never been to Louisville before. Wow, really? In yeah, 40 years. Oh, I had no idea. And we waited for the grandest celebration of all to make our appearance here. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a great festival to be at. And the fact that we can still come to these things uh, means the world to us, you know. And I think we wouldn't be invited to them yeah. if uh, that, that wasn't recognized. And we, and we didn't have a strong sense of bourbon. Right. Uh, <laughs> and horses. So... Uh, it's the we're we're at the 40th anniversary or January was the 40th anniversary 40, of your first yeah of your first album yeah what what has changed since then uh, we can drive <laughs> yeah. I can shave <laughs> it's more interesting I think to ask what hasn't changed right <laughs> because what hasn't changed I, you know I had it, all these different frames of how to a ask this question and I probably. That, that was not how it came out when I was like in my rehearsals, but but <laughs> we could drive and we could shave. That's, I was that's awesome. When we started, but that's awesome. Jay did have a car at that time. I did not have a car. Brett had a car. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, the two older guys later. in the band. The two older yeah. guys in the band had all the equipment. Well, they had a PA, which is useful for a singer, and uh, they had, had a Volkswagen. They both had Volkswagen vans, so we could get the equipment. <laughs> Around. We were like the Grateful Dead. Yeah, still are. It's true. You, you it do is have, true. You yeah. do have high-level fans like that. That is for sure. <laughs> like let alone. You know, uh, uh, to, to honestly answer your question, as an outsider watching Greg and Brett and their writing, uh, I think that they have been able to harness their anger and frustration much better than at 15, and Brett would have been 17. Uh, and be more succinct lyrically and obviously mm -hmm. better songwriters musically. So that's changed. But if you're talking about in the big picture what's changed in the world? Well, that's why I said the, what's m more interesting to me is what hasn't changed. We yeah. started out as a bunch of guys who just saw, you know, a desire to write about um, the crazy world we live in. And we are, we're still doing that today. Right. And that's sort of the thread that runs through all 17 studio albums is that um, we take a unique approach to looking at the world around us and yet uh, we're still able to criticize it in a creative way that really isn't putting down anybody. We've never really put down any groups yeah. of people. Or we've always tried to lift people up through our lyrics and try to make them come to their own conclusions. Uh, when we look at like religion from when where we were in 1981, it's very different than it is today like today it's not it you know you, you're not forced into religion as much it's not it's, you, it's accepted to not be that in a religion may, the 80s may have been the tail end of being forced into it but i think we we all witnessed the sort of the, their self-destruction of that built-up televangelism where it's like all of a sudden these people had a lot of money and then it all comes out like they're not really great people and they're kind of doing bad stuff and then they come on TV and they cry and they say I'm really sorry and it's like well that's what religion is for so maybe that that monetary part of it where it got it didn't seem like it was for the betterment of people other than basically just telling you 
give us money and yeah you know make the church bigger bigger church bigger god right right bigger bat and and at that time too musically like the the sound which you all represent was not as widely accepted whereas here today i mean bands all from all over the place you know i think yeah i mean i think music fans today are a lot more accepting um young people like a variety of sounds and back then punk wasn't established and yeah. now today punk is an established uh, style of music that is you know i think i think it belongs in the um you know in the mix of any young person's um collection of music and we you know we benefit from that because people are more open-minded today and you all also kind of are, are you can green light a new band you can green light like you know if you all say there's a new uh there's a new band to watch people will listen maybe i mean i think people make up their own minds especially nowadays where you don't necessarily have to go out and purchase an album we've all had that disappointment of having a single that we really love buy the album and be disappointed with the 13 other tracks now if you if if i were to say hey check out this band you'd most likely go listen to streaming services and hear that one song and go, hey, I like this band, but just add it to your add it to your music list. Yeah. And that's the extent of it. So greenlining a band is simply suggesting you might like this song almost. It's, it's hard to get people to follow a band. That takes that band's effort. They have to go out and do the work, do the tours, play the shows, build a fan base. And the labels still do matter. I mean... <laughs> they're they're not as they're, much. They're kind of tastemakers, no. right? Yeah, they they matter. Not as much as not that. as much as they did. I, I don't think so. Um, maybe you know you, you can you can have a home studio that probably does as well as most people's studio. You, don't, you might not have an engineer or a producer that a label would pay for. You know, it's it's we're living in a different time right now where yeah. it, it's it's accessible to everyone. Okay. And as we kind of like, uh, you know, the door that just opened, I got the five-minute warning uh, from a couple of minutes ago. Um, is you better it, get pouring. I, well, <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, I could te- do a little teaching for the little tutorial on how yeah, to taste. Yeah. Teach the teacher. So I am like, uh, this is what I do. I, I teach people how to taste and everything. And uh, in, in American whiskey, this is bourbon specifically. This is a 15-year-old. Uh, bourbon from uh, from Jim Beam and every single day it's been in that wood it's been extracting the color so what kind of wood uh, oak so specifically Corcus Alba so when it goes into the barrel that's a white oak he's talking about Corcus Alba cheers to that so I love talking to a scholar. I love it. <laughs> I, I, I've read. I I am a Smithsonian speaker, so like when I can, you know, get in these <laughs> moments, I get excited. Um, uh, when uh, when it goes into the barrel, it clears the water from your tap. So every single day, it's in that wood. It's uh, going in and out, extracting all that color and getting the majority of the flavor. And then uh, this is a specialized glass just for whiskey, and this is a Glen Cairn. And so when you swirl it around, it pushes the aroma up. So swirl it around a little bit, bring it to your nose. And when you smell, you want to smell with your mouth slightly open. You're relaxing your olfactory and allowing yourself to smell a little bit more. You know, concentrate those, uh, those nostrils side by side. 
you isolate your nostrils, you can tell that one nostril will pick up something that the other doesn't and vice versa. And then when you put it on your tongue, you wanna to feel it on the tip, the middle, the back, and the middle sides. Uh, what you're doing here is you're isolating your tongue in a quadrant where you can taste it. So if you really, if it's not a shot, you know, you just taste it. You just wanna feel it on your tongue, see how it feels, and what part of the tongue is it resonating. You get the sweet in the middle, you get the savory, I'm sorry, you get the sweet in the tip, you get the savory in the middle, you get the spiciness toward the back, and then you get the bitterness in the middle line toward the back and on the sides. So there we go. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, fellas. Did you get all that? I did. So what part of the tongue do you feel it? Middle. <laughs> A little bit everywhere in the throat. It's emanating throughout my entire oh, I know that. buckle cavity. That's nice. Okay. That's really good. That's, that's, that's better than that. Now you're telling me I can tell a difference if you give me, this was what, the cheap stuff or the yeah. good stuff? This, was, this is about a $600 bottle. So that's the good stuff? Yeah. I mean, I would, at that nice price, nice. I would drink this like... Very slowly. Yeah, real yeah. slow. Yeah, you would want to drink it slowly. Uh, you know, the other thing is, is like, it's, you've got to, getting yourself accustomed to what is, it's a process, right? And so, like, if you just jump, if you just jump into it, you're uh, you can shock your palate. Is that why people go woo? Yeah, after they drink. And they get into it, right? <laughs> so, is there anything new uh, with Bad Religion about to come out? I know you're on tour a little bit, but um, anything? Oh uh, well, know? you know, we're just still celebrating the 40th anniversary, and uh, we'll see where this takes us. I mean. We're, we got some uh, shows planned for next year, and is there a, we're just riding the wave before we can figure out what to do next. <laughs> is there is there a band that you've worked with or you've signed or anything like that that you really like and want to see get a get the strong look that they deserve? Well, I mean, we have personal favorites. Okay. Many of them go on to be way more famous than us, you know, like the interrupters. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but, you know, we also bring bands that don't get famous. I, yeah, I think right now the bands, the, 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 the young and upcoming bands are doing what they're supposed to be doing. I mean, when you talk about that specific, is there a band historically, there mm -hmm. are a couple. Sam I Am is probably one of them where that band should have been something bigger than it was. And that's that's going back into the mid 90s but right now all the bands that kind of come out with us or that we kind of green light and that we spot they're doing exactly what they should be doing they're out there working they're out there touring and you can see their growth they go from a minuscule social media presence to actually people following them you know they can do GoFundMe's to start a record project and people give them money to rent vans to go on tour in Canada so it's all working the way it's supposed to be working. There are no there are no shortcuts here. Shortcuts are when you sort of go from a working band to the main stage headlining overnight. And and that just happens because you get a hit song on the radio. That's all just that's that luck portion of all of this. That art. hasn't changed in no. the in the game. No. There is there is no amount of money that you can pump into a band to make them popular. Yeah. You just can't. And no one's figured out the formula. 
I guarantee you that when someone does, they'll write a book. Yeah. <laughs> or make a six hundred dollar. Make a six hundred dollar. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, you it, it, what you what you're trying to say is that you're accounting for taste in in the general public, which is always changing. Right. Especially, you know, in 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 the sense that every five years you get a new influx of people who are willing to like participate in music from 16 to 21 years old and they want to come to festivals and they want to see their favorite bands so you tell me where post malone was six years ago i bet he still had tattoos on his face i you're, you may be right i bet he did you may be right or man i would love to see a a, a picture of him five years ago to see if he had right. was missing one. so you know it's it, it is this thing of of he's an insanely talented singer he's right. really emotional talented singer there are, there are enough talented emotional singers to cover this space and more. Yeah. So why does one rise to the top? We haven't figured that out yet. It's just what there, there, there comes a moment in time where you do something that is exactly what right. needed to happen for, for people at that time. Well, I'll say this: there's only one bad religion, there and, I, and I'm, I'm honored that you all came on the show if you have time Thank to taste much. another i can pour another but i want to try a 60 dollars, a 10 times cheaper bottle that's what i want to try seriously yeah that's all science right. Can, right there then i can all tell right. the difference okay all right thanks a lot First, yeah so pricing when it comes to tasting whiskey pricing is is really about um whatever they want to show and the, the bottle this bottle this is a willet pot still this is going to be about six years old what you just tasted was 15, all right? 15 years. Do you want, would you want one too? Sure, just a small one. All right. You drank all of yours? I just, with Rick. Yeah, Rick drank half. I want it to be known. I drank approximately two, two million. He did give it to your, to your manager. Yeah, he did. okay. I saw it happen. He chuggled up. Yeah, I mean, he just like, ah. Yeah, well, he doesn't have to sing tonight, so. There he is. He's stumbling. Hold on, we're in. still drinking. Yeah, we are. We uh, we heard you're over here drinking all the booze, my friend. It gets passed down to the left. Uh, we, we only have a few. We have a few more bottles left. to go through, and then we'll be. I wanted to see what a sixty dollar bottle tastes like. This is mine right here. Oh, the nice root beer. That's a great root beer. Isn't it? Oh my god. All right, no, we're we were drinking it backstage. Same treatment as before. Yeah, absolutely. Same training. The bottle I showed you, the one that yeah, it's your bottle. It's not as oh, you know, it's I, definitely not as complex. Yeah. Let me taste it with you. I didn't taste I didn't See? Taste. It's one not as complex, right? Mm -hmm. But we give it two minutes for everybody. We're back in two and two. Because you're supposed to go guest bartend somewhere soon. Oh I have to guest bartend somewhere. See? I'm on I'm <laughs> tour managing uh, Fred as well. <laughs> I love it. It's nice when you got a tour manager, right? Cheers. Jeez. This is goddamn good. Yeah, it is. Like you said, it's not as complex. Yeah, it's not as so complex. It's, nice. it's will it. And if you'd like to have it, I'll give it to you. You want to take the bottle? I would, but I can't bring it home. Give him the I'll, famous grouse. All right. They'll, they, they'll confiscate it uh, in and the uh, check-in. The check-in. Yeah, they will. Put it in guitar box. Send it to mates. But your suggestions. <laughs> Half a bottle of bourbon. Uh, you can. I would love to get your literature and send it to Rick, and then yeah, uh, I, we'll I'll, I'll send. I'll use you as a reference. I will send on how uh, to stock our bar at home. Absolutely. In fact, I will. I will per personally pick your bottles. I like that. To uh, to stock Thank your you. bar. 
And then we'll send Rick. I mean, I don't know if I trust Rick, given how much he drank. Oh, yeah. Well, he'll give um, me the info. That's okay. Right. You, you can trust him. <laughs> if we can. All right. You can trust Rick. Right. Did you try this one? You got this one. I did. Jamie's been yeah. tasting along. See, he's already been tasting. Okay. Thank you so much. It's hey, great let, to be here, and I've never uh, had a $600 bottle of booze before. Wow. That was great. That shocks me, given your success over well, there. I've saved a lot of money on alcohol. I guess. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> See? See how well, it works. Cheers. It's, um, uh, it's such an honor for me to interview you all Thanks over a dram. The glasses are yours to keep. Oh, thanks uh, so much. And, uh, That's cool. I've got signed books, but I'll send them to, uh, I'll send them to Rick. Okay. I appreciate all right. that. Thanks okay, cheers. Great. See you later. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Bad Religion. One thing I do want to point out is that I'm the only person up here on the set that is not wearing a watch. And there's a story behind that. Like, I have a phobia of wearing watches. Um, I've tried wearing watches, but when I was in Iraq, I had this moment where mortars were coming down and I was trying to get my, my body armor on and my body armor got stuck on my watch and I couldn't get it on. And it was like coming closer and closer. And I just ran to the, uh, like the little cover area, like this little like metal concrete fort thing that they made, these like bunkers. And uh, ever since then, I've, I have not been able to wear watches. So you guys are showing watches off. And I do love that watch. That's a cool watch. It's old school, right? Is that old school? <laughs> it's got like an old school frame. It looks like my dad's Casio from the 80s. I only slightly laughed more just because the transition was literally you being like, I almost die. I have PTSD. I have like a real trauma that from this. That is true. And then yeah. you being like, but Jamar, I like your watch. I mean, <laughs> you just made that a very... Well, I mean, if I've done anything is to prove to you how awkward I can be with the bee stings, with, with getting shot in the head by his dad getting shot in the head. Yeah. If I proved anything to you in this, I mean. We're straightforward. With you. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but I will say, which is like no promotion to anyone, but I was telling Dan, like, so this watch is actually uh, like a bourbon themed watch. So, yeah. so like the orange and everything is supposed to like mimic like the color of bourbon and it's just so oh, like. I was thinking you were an Oklahoma State fan. <laughs> Let's go with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Dan, like you, music-wise, music-wise, Bad Religion, yep. important band. Is there a punk band out there that you like or alternative band that you like? I think just the, the whole genre is something that I've listened through the years. Bad Religion, like you said, was really from the 80s and starting and clearing, uh, starting the path for others, as you mentioned, like Green Day and so forth. Honestly, you know, going back, I'm a huge, you know, hair band, then heavy metal and so forth. Um, in fact, speaking of watches, I bought this in London when I went and saw Def Leppard a couple of weeks ago wow. um, with Motley Crue. So obviously music is a big, yeah, that was a drop there. Um, <laughs> sorry, I had to get that in there. Flexing you had this nice watch no, no, story no, no, about no, bourbon. No, I was, was going to get there. I mean. But no, the, uh, you know what I love about it? And then also in the interview, just... I love the bar that you had set up for everybody, and I, I love their interaction of tasting the, the $600 whiskey, and then at the end they ask for the $60 whiskey, and, yeah. and just seeing their responses of seeing what, like, a much older whiskey, the maturity level, and then coming down to a younger whiskey, and still seeing that you can still have a lot of flavor even, even in that lower price range, so. Well, Eric, we talk about that all the time, right? When it comes to, like, uh, you know, whiskey, no one ever wants to know, hey, what's your favorite? $10,000 whiskey. People want to know what's the best $40, $60, you 
you know, maybe 20. The thing, to your point, Jamar, I, I really do believe that bourbon's got to be careful about not overpricing themselves. Yeah. You can have you can have some really nice stuff that's $200, $300, but if, if you don't have something that's within caliber or close to that at, at $40, I mean, and, and it's only because this is how bourbon brought everyone to the dance. Is yeah. This is a category that was, this was, you know, $15, $20 when scotch was 80 yeah. And now bourbon's 80 and scotch is starting to say, like, oh, well, we're 40 you know? <laughs> yeah. So, well, I mean, not to interrupt, so, no, but, yeah. but I, you know, even just in our own experiences when, you know, I'll speak about Michter's, but even our 10-year release that was scheduled for 2022, and we decided to hold it for a year with, you know, Andrew Wilson, our master of maturation, just to increase certain markers in the whiskey, and it's been very well received yeah. in 2023. It was that same whiskey with now an extra year, um, and so that's what we focus on, and but you, you know, know I'm not I'll out there buying this, it like, like you, Jamar. But y'all aren't you know. the, you're not the only brand that does that. And whenever whenever a brand does that, you know, people are like, "Oh, they're just doing that for marketing." <laughs> I, and I understand, I, you know. But you know, again, just speaking experience, it's not the first time we've 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 done that. But you know, there's a lot of great whiskeys out there, hands down. Um, it, you know, it's just it, it is an interesting time, and but. Uh, you know, it's, you know, for me personally, it's, it's been a great industry to be in for a long time. And it's great to see. I mean, it brought us together. Yeah. And we were talking about that earlier about just, you know, it's pretty exciting to get to do something like this. Well, we have, we're in a we're in a very interesting place with 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 where bourbon is and where, where it's going. And I, I just I, I, I have fears. Uh, I have hopes. Um, but at the end of the day, I really just enjoy it, you know? Yeah. But so this is kind of it for, for this episode of Bad Religion. Next next week we've got a Super Bowl champion and we've got a rising star in the hard rock space in Rainwolves. But so TJ Ward from Denver Broncos and Rainwolf, who is this very incredible guitarist. Talk about the top one hundred guitarists, he'll be on it one day. Awesome. So that's next week on the Fred Minnick show. These three will be with me again. Giddy up. And we're going to say cheers, but we already drank it. Vodka sucks. I got that for you. Cheers.